As a comedian, you wish you could provide some humor to the situation, make light of the certain subjects that are going on that are troubling the peoples when you address the masses here on the radio. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to really delve into these issues to develop a point on them. I've been fighting my own battle on the home front, uh, mainly because I can't get my dad to stop peeing in the backyard. Uh, true story, he thinks that if he pees, he'll keep raccoons away. Uh, at first, I thought it was a gag, and I'm like, well, it's just one spot, you know? I mean, they're just going to go around the... So now he's, like, trotting as he goes out to pee in the morning. And he does this because we have an outdoor cat that he loves. He comes home from work. He calls the cat's name. The cat shows up. He brushes him. He feeds him, right? Raccoons are eating this guy's food. I don't want to address you. And it sounds like a tender, sweet story until you realize that my dad named his cat Little Boy. So that means every night at dusk, this crazy old man goes out wandering the streets of the neighborhood going, Little Boy! Little Boy! Boy, boy! Little Boy! Little Boy! Like, I just hope the neighbors are using it to their advantage. Right? Like, well, Jimmy, you didn't eat all your peas. You got to eat all your peas to get healthy. I don't want to eat it. Well, then Mr. Poji's going to take you away. <laughs> Every night he comes by and takes a little boy not eating his peas. Is it going to be you tonight? I don't want to go with Mr. Poji. Well, you better eat your peas. 620, he's coming. So uh, that's the situation that I live with. And I accept it because my dad's always kind of been crazy. Like, even when we were younger, when I was in middle school, he took me and somebody's paintballing for my birthday, right? And the owner had to tell him to calm down. Like, this is a sport where you shoot people. No one should have to calm down. Sure enough, as soon as the referee blew the whistle to start the match, Dad turned into Rambo. He just snapped. He went back to Nam or somewhere. I don't know where the fuck it was. Maybe it was third rock from the sun. All right, that'd still be here. But he just lost. He just started yelling. Just like, ah! And charged the enemy. Right? He was so powerful, he scared the guy behind me. He shot me in the shoulder. I was eliminated immediately due to friendly fire. Just bam, boom. That's thanks, Dad. Appreciate the friendly fire. I had to stop him from bringing a paintbrush on the field. Like, that's not legal official. Like, they're not going to honor that. It's got to be camo. You can't have an Ace Hardware paintbrush acting like you stabbed somebody out on the paintball course. That's not league rules. Right. During one match, he had two guns because he took a kid hostage. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't go out there fucking boondog saints. Start, ah, 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 ah. They call the cops real fast, right? He made the kid. I'm over there eating a snow cone. Like, I know I look like him, but I don't know him. That guy's weird. Right, I, don't want, I don't want any problems. I just want to eat my pizza. Thank you. So now, live at the house. Older now, me and my dad, we didn't get along for a long time. There was a long period of time where we didn't talk, like seven, eight years. I didn't talk to this dude at all. Right now, I'm growing up. I'm 32. I get to live with him uh, for rent purposes. <laughs> but we get to make up for lost time. It's cool. It's actually, it's pretty funny. Except the problem is, is that I smoke, and every time I light up a cigarette, he's always like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, all right, dude, relax. All right, now you know how me and my brother fell for the fucking 28 years you smoked. 
says, well, that's bullshit. I never smoked around you kids. Well, yeah, because you were never there. Right here. That's how you get your dad to buy you a beer, people. Right there. Mutiny Radio. Free advice. Thank you for coming out. Have a good time. out the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm we got through 27 comedians tonight you're fucking welcome i'm gonna take a break and smoke a motherfucking cigarette we're gonna we're gonna listen to some uh commercials for mutiny radio and then we'll be back in 10 minutes we back in 10 minutes with the show it's gonna be amazing it's called my parents aren't proud of me so think of steve poji as sort of a an appetizer his parents actually are proud of him, and uh, mine are not. So we're going to be back real quickly. Thank you guys for joining us on Happy Hour. Stay tuned. In the next 10 minutes, we're going to start Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Tonight's amazing comedians are the following. We've got Pam Benjamin, Omar Kreshi, Florentina Tanase, Greg Gettle, Katie Carnes, Gabby Pochia, Zach Wiseman, and Ethan Albert, all whose parents are not proud of them. Stay tuned. Listen to everything on Mutiny Radio. Can't fight what you don't understand. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. 
Disco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at mutiny radio fm index at podcasts pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio I just fucked that up again what the fuck is wrong with me yeah I got it Billy Bob you ever want to be funny well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! And inject politics into the physician-patient relationship. I'm stunned that this POS bill would get this far, and I'm ready to call for action. If Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon signs it, she may very of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. It's Friday night. It's just past 8 o'clock. We're going to get started with the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse right now. Yeah! Woohoo! If you aren't sitting down, uh, you should be, because <laughs> we're going to get started. I'm going to jump up on stage in a second once my board op gets in here. Zave David Zunzu, runner of the ones and twos. Kersher, uh, also a great poet in his own right. You guys should look him up. Super hilarious guy. Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're hanging out here. Yeah, here we go. I think this one is three. Yes. All right, here we are. Today's show is called My Parents Aren't Proud of Me. Yay! Yay! Are any of your parents not proud of you? Yay! I know. It's so crazy. It's not so crazy for me. Uh, The last time I talked to my mom was about five years ago when she called me up. And I said, hey, mom, how are you doing? And she said, hey, the only reason I'm calling is to tell you that you and your father, you, me and my father are not proud of you. (laughs) I was like, you're seriously calling me for this reason? And she was like, yeah, Jesus is calling you. And I was like, no, 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 mom, you just texted me. Jesus is not calling or texting. You're talking to me right now. I'm about to hang up. Here we go. I just, I don't care anymore. They're not proud of me. It's okay. Uh, I try not to let my self-esteem ride on my parents caring about me anymore because they bought me all of those cheerleading costumes in high school, and I'm so happy because that was like $500 worth of polyester that's so awesome, I can still wear it, all right? It's from fucking 91 and 92, and it holds up today like you can't even believe. It is great. I can wash it. I can dry it. I even sewed a zipper back in. The, the point is that I can still wear my high school cheerleading costumes. None of them have mothles in them because they're made of polyester. Yeah! Also, I can still wear my high school cheerleading costumes. My parents aren't proud of me, but I'm the same size as I was in high school. I'm proud of me. Yay! When I was in high school, I was bulimic because I thought nobody loved me. Uh, and, and I thought I was a big person back then. And it's so funny because now I'm the same exact size. And I'm like, perspective, wow, so weird. So I married, uh, I married my first husband, who's now my ex-husband, because you know I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You go to college, you get a husband, you get married, you get a Lexus, you work for Ethan Allen. Everybody knows, it. did you guys get the memo? Is the, you take the birth control, you got the memo? Good memo, right? Got the memo. I got the memo. I thought I'd make my parents proud of me. I married a black guy, he's rad. Uh, not married to him anymore. So, but I was a virgin when I got married because uh, I had been trying to impress my parents for so long and also Jesus. Anybody else's parents love Jesus? My parents still love Jesus. I divorced that guy. I mean, we had a terrible relationship. He was a boyfriend till I was 18. He was awful. 
he loved all the little children. You know what I'm saying? Like me and everyone else. And I still was never good enough. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Love Jesus. Love, don't love my parents. It's cool. I still love Jesus a little bit. Nah. I love the idea of Jesus. He was a cool motherfucker, right? He loved whores. I'm a... I left my husband, he was the only guy I ever had sex with, and I moved to San Francisco, and I became the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what my mom told me. That's a line from my mom. She's like, what are you doing? (laughs) You have a Lexus. (laughs) What are you? (laughs) I used to own a house. Uh, So when I moved to San Francisco, she actually, when we were still talking, she was like, Pamela, you need to cover up all those disgusting tattoos with a nice, like, uh, Ann Taylor silk suit. I know you have one. It's lavender. I bought it for you. <laughs> I know you still have. She's like, cover up those disgusting tattoos. Uh, and then go just walk around that financial district. You're a pretty girl. You'll find some man, and you can become a wife again. And I'm like, because I have no skills. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> this is after I uh, paid for my own two graduate degrees in cash. Uh, but no, oh, she. After this is this was the saddest moment of my life when I was like, my parents really aren't proud of me. So, I left my husband with two thousand dollars, and I moved to San Francisco with seven bags. And within a year, I got into graduate school, and I paid for all of it in cash for four years. I got two degrees. I got a master's in fiction and an MFA in poetry. And so I finished my MFA degree, which is like the reason that I left my husband because he didn't want to. He was like, "Just go to a school. Just do. Uh, just have babies." So I finally finished my degrees, and I feel so good. And I, I tell, I call my mom up, and I'm like, "I did it." I got my MFA, should I start sending out like invitations for people to give me money? Like remember high school when you graduate and everybody gives you money? And she's like, no Pam, it's graduate school. You were supposed to pay for that yourself. And I was like, I did! (laughs) My parents are never, (laughs) she's never gonna be proud of me. I was like, I didn't ask you for a penny the whole time. I took care of myself without a husband. Oh, I'm not a real person. I'm a uterus. It hurts so bad. It's just because there's no babies in there. That's the only problem. It wouldn't hurt if there were babies in there because everyone would be happy. Yay. Let me fulfill all of your expectations, world. I'm a lady. Second wife, eyes down, and you're so much more pleasant when you don't talk. That was what I... No, no, there was no second wife eyes down. That's my own joke. But my mother did tell me that I was ugly when I was angry and that I was, it was more pleasant when I wasn't talking. Yeah, so I was eight. That's cool. <laughs> They've never been proud of me. The A's will never be good enough. Here's the thing. It isn't just my parents. It's all of society. Uh, what am I supposed to do? I'm a woman, you know? Like, uh, I don't like to shave my legs. Does anyone else not, anybody else, like, I just don't want to do it. No, you do it, you do it. You're so pretty all the time. I, don't know. I won't, I can't subscribe to the thing. I'm like, dudes don't have to shave their legs to be sexy. Well, I got to fucking shave my legs to be sexy. Here's the thing. In 1904, I couldn't have flashed a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut, right? I mean, you gotta wear them when you have your bloomers, you, you, you go into the ocean and you have those long, you can't, no ankles, right? But they, they weren't allowed to shave. And now, in 2016, if I don't shave from my big toe up to my twat, like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. Am I right? It's so weird. Ah, uh, Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. I'll never. Uh, I tried to be good enough. I, you know, I thought I'd take care of the back end. You know what I'm saying? I finally learned that 
okay, I didn't watch porn and I was with the same guy for 13 years, so I didn't know that you were supposed to shave your actual pussy or your asshole. That was so, like, I turned 35 and I'm like, you're supposed to do that? I thought you were just supposed to do the front parts, you know, and the parts that didn't show down for the bathing suit. Like, I thought, I was married forever, you guys. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't watch porn. I just didn't, I guess he did. That might have been one of the reasons he stopped having sex. But uh, I just shaved, you know, the hair on the sides and then up on the front. So when I started finally shaving my asshole, because I tried to care about my boyfriend. It was difficult because I don't know how to get into all the folds. I'm an old lady, I have hemorrhoids now, you know? So like, what do you do? How do you get in there? And you gotta get into weird positions. And I'm like, Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. I can never shave enough to be pretty enough for any of you. It's fine. No, no one will ever be proud of me. Men, parents, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. Yay! Is there you're supposed to stop giving a fuck? I'm 41 years old. I shouldn't give a fuck about my parents. Yay! I made life choices. I'm two steps away from being homeless, according to her. But I'm like, I have like four months of rent in the bank. That's like four steps away from being homeless. Come on! Like, I got four grand. That's a grand a month. I'm okay. Everything's... Have you guys heard about the new Gillette razor that has 17 blades? 17 blades for the closest shave. The 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> Do you see? I'll never be good enough for my parents. We sing a song here and then we get started and it goes a little something like this. If you know how it goes, sing along and if you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> That OG Kush is killing me. M-U-D-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! I'm so excited because other people have pain. And tonight, I get to hear about it all night. So do you, and I'm really excited. Uh, Your first community of the evening is a hilarious individual. And uh, he has actual friends. I've seen them on the internet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about his parents. I haven't, they, don't, they don't seem to be friends. But uh, he, has a, he has a lot of other people constantly commenting and saying, what a lovely human being he is. So I'm sure that just because your parents aren't proud of you doesn't mean that lots of other people think you're a wonderful and amazing human being. As I do, put your hands together for your first community of the night, Omar Kweshi! <laughs> Thank you, Pam. That was immensely depressing. Just deeply depressing, right? Like, her family doesn't like her at all, like even a little bit. Um, I like you, Pam. You're not terrible, I think. My parents don't like me that much, though. They say it's because I look like I'm an ISIS. They don't say that. They're not anti-Muslim. No, I actually, my, I'm from Missouri originally, and my parents don't like me because I do lots of stupid shit. One of the stupid things I've done before is the following. I went to a restaurant called Hogwild Barbecue, and they have a challenge in which you have to eat eight pounds of nachos. And I ate all eight pounds of nachos. Yeah. And if you're thinking, hey, maybe I should do that too, uh, fucking don't. Why would you do That's 7.75 pounds too much. All right, that's way too, look, my body felt ruined afterwards. My body felt like New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. There was looting going on. Black people were breaking into storefronts. 
so are white people, but the media just covered the black people. It, it, look, what I'm saying was it didn't feel good. Afterwards, I went to my doctor. I was like, yo, doc, I think I might be dying. And he was like, you probably are. You just ate a fat baby's weight in nachos. It would be a medical miracle if you survived. I was like, that doesn't feel good. You know what the prize was, by the way? The prize was you got to have your face put up on the wall. These are the sorriest group of bastards ever assembled. Every single guy in the pictures was wearing suspenders. Not in like a cool Brooklyn hipster way, but in a like, a belt's not gonna work kind of way. <laughs> like as in, uh, they don't make this much continuous leather kind of way. So instead, I strap my pants in over the shoulder like I'm aboard a fucking spacecraft. That is the hallowed company that I have joined, all right? You're surprised that my parents don't like me? Here's the issue. Have you ever eaten so much that you're like, I gotta take a shower? Have you ever been there? That's just like, this is not good. It's, that's not a great feeling to have. Have you ever eaten so much that you're like, uh, I gotta lay down? That, if you're there, that's like, you're, whatever energy it takes for you to sit up, your body's like not ready to give it at the moment. That's, danger, that's a dangerous place to be. Like, okay, here's, here's another way that I know my parents don't like me. I do crazy stuff. Like, okay, do you guys ever go to Panera? Ever eat a Panera bread? What do you guys get when you're there? What do you get, Florentina? The soup. Do you get it in a regular bowl or a bread bowl? Good, because if you said bread bowl, you'd be a fucking animal, all right? <laughs> if you're the type of person who orders a bread bowl, kill yourself, all right? <laughs> it's not enough that you have to eat like the broccoli cheddar soup. You also have to eat the vessel in which it came. Absurd, man. I don't know. I don't know. I have strong opinions about this for some reason. I, I like food. Look, so I, I moved to San Francisco a little while ago, and when I was first here, a friend of mine took me to a place in the mission called Hot Cookie. You guys familiar with this place? Hot Cookie sells cookies shaped like penises. Now, look, I'm a friend of the gays and of straight women. But I don't like love penises in my mouth. You know what I mean? It's not, but I ate the cookie anyways and I learned something about myself. That I like the taste of cookies more than I dislike a dick in my mouth. Is that, have you ever been like, that's like a, re, that's a reality that I have to deal with every day. That I'm comfortable in that situation. I don't know. I'm cool with gay people though. Are you guys cool with gay people? San Francisco, of course we are. This is a great place to be. Here's one of the things that I love that people say about gay people. It's not Adam and Steve, uh, not Adam and Eve, it's Adam and Steve. Have you heard that? It's not Adam and Eve, it's Adam and Steve. Which, how is that a good enough argument? How are we like not, like, just because it rhymes? Like, whoever smelt it, dealt it, this guy's a fucking political theorist. That's not enough. You need a second part to your argument behind rhyme-based reasoning. I just, Dr. Seuss isn't making laws, you know what I mean? I don't know. But I, I, do, I do like gay people. Uh, I also like trans people. We good with trans people? My parents disagree with me on this, actually. I love trans people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you guys see this Target recently? It was like, hey, trans people, use whatever bathroom you want. And I saw this woman post on Facebook. She was like, great. Now I'm not going to shop at Target anymore. And the next line said, unless I need something. <laughs> like, what? kind of lazy social activism is that? Can you imagine like Martin Luther King? He's like, guys, we're marching outside. Unless it's hot. In which case, we're going to stay inside, come up with some creative hashtags, go from there. It's, I'm, just, I'm just saying it doesn't make I don't even really know what the issue is, 
right? Like, since when have we been concerned with bathroom-based crimes? My parents don't like this about me. I use a handicap stall, all right? I said it, all right? <laughs> Sometimes I go in the bathroom, if the handicap stall isn't, uh, is occupied, I'm just like, all right, I guess I don't have to shit. You know what I mean? It's, that's how committed I am to breaking bathroom laws. And now we're freaked out because we're scared a trans person wants to listen to a woman take a shit. Look, let me tell you, if you're the type of guy who wants to listen to a woman take a shit, you don't give a fuck about the trans community. You know what I mean? Like, if, if your thing is listening to people shit, you're not marching for trans rights on Tuesday. You know what I mean? You are, you're a one-issue voter, right? Your issue is listening to shit, all right? Don't, don't act like that's a multi-dimensional person. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's very single-minded, I don't know. I don't know, I will also say this, I don't like Caitlyn Jenner. Fucking said it. I don't like her. It's not because of the trans thing. I love that about her. My issue with Caitlyn Jenner is that she killed somebody. Do you know this? She hit a woman with a car, that person died, and she left like it was no big deal. She did. And I bet Jared from Subway was fucking pissed. Because he's got to think, like, I had a couple of videos on my hard drive. I can't sell fucking sandwiches anymore. This broad killed somebody and is the face of the trans movement. Making Caitlyn Jenner the face of the trans movement is a lot like making Flava Flav the face of Black Lives Matter, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's probably not the best brand ambassador, is all I'm saying. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. I, I'm like, I got issues. I'll admit that openly, all right? I'm aware of what I look like. Look like I'm in ISIS. You all thought it. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed that you think that. Because look, look at my beard, I look like pretty ISIS-y. Like if ISIS had a college brochure, I'd be on the cover like. I wouldn't even be a minority on the cover. I'd be like that white kid on the cover, like on the corner of the college brochure. You know that white kid who's there to reassure other white applicants? Don't worry, white people, we still go here. That's me. That's how mainstream ISIS I am. I don't know, that, but that's, that's not my issue. My, with... With my parents, I think that they don't like the things that, the decisions that I make. That's their big issue with me. Because I make, like for example, I was recently in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, I think it's a great city. And when I was there, I was walking around with a basketball, which gives me unjustified confidence. <laughs> like, like I, I know who I am, right? But when I have a basketball, I'm like, I'm fucking Allen Iverson. <laughs> like if I make one shot on a basketball court, I'm like, I could play for the Bulls. Like for real, I've got that level of talent. So anyway, so I'm walking by, I see a car, and I do a little juke move, like a little, do a little cross, and it lands somehow. It's amazing. But the car, the guy in the car in front of which I did that, was a little pissed. So he honked. I was like, eh, fuck yourself, and walked away. So I get in the car with my cousins. As we're about to drive away, we hear a screech, and this guy comes and cuts us off. And he gets out of the car and starts yelling. Now let me tell you what this guy looks like. Do you guys know DJ Khaled? This guy looks like an out-of-shape DJ Khaled and out of shape DJ Khaled. Meaning DJ Khaled is fit in the scenario in which this man is the out of shape version of him. So this guy starts walking out and yelling at him, uh, yelling at us, and my brother gets out of the car. He's like, I'm gonna stop him. So my brother jumps out and starts yelling back. And now they're yelling at each other, but they suck at insults. My, so this guy literally looks like he's the captain of ISIS's sumo wrestling team, and the best insult my brother had for him was, Come at me, you little bitch, which uh, isn't good enough. To which the guy responded, oh, I'll come at you, you Pakistani rat. <laughs> we couldn't believe it. 
We couldn't believe that bloated Saddam Hussein was a racist <laughs> against us. I'm like, motherfucker, look in the mirror. <laughs> like, are we really going to get Iraqis taking superiority of the Pakistanis now? When did this happen? So anyway, so they're, they're yelling at each other. We realize the absurdity of the situation. My cousin, my younger cousin, Iman, she jumps out of the car and she's like, hey, guys, cool it. Which, uh, if you've ever been in a fight, uh, that's not a way to stop a fight. <laughs> that has never ever worked to defuse a situation. So she says, hey guys, cool it. And we're like, okay, this is absurd. So we all jump back in the car. We back out, drive away really fast. We've been driving for like 15 minutes after this and we hear thuds on the side of the car. And my brother's like, duck down, it's an attack. And uh, we're like, all right, take it easy. So I look out the window, it's DJ Khaled again. This time he's throwing quarters at us. Now I've never known monetarily how much someone has hated me until that moment. <laughs> And the answer is at least $10 worth. He either, he might have hated us more, but just ran out of money, is what I'm saying. He was, uh, it wasn't good. So we, we drove off, and I called the cops at this point. I'm not proud of that. And I was like, officer, there's a guy, he's chasing us, he's throwing quarters at us, I'm feeling at risk. And the cop was like, uh, yeah, we're not going to do anything about that. I was like, officer, you're not taking me seriously. He was like, of course I'm not. This is Chicago. There's gun violence here. <laughs> you just called about quarters, motherfucker. And he was like, all right, I, I got to get off the phone. I'm like, you're not taking me seriously enough. And he's like, just uh, drive away, you pussy. And I was like, did the cop just call me a pussy? Did this motherfucker just call me a pussy? In front of my family? And so, you know what we did after that? This is the most, is 100% true. We drove to Wisconsin because we didn't want him to follow us home. You know how much of a bitch you have to be to leave the state because a guy threw quarters at you? I'm a coward, and I think that's why my parents hate me. Thanks so much, guys. That's my time. Yay, Omar! Omar Kasher, yay! Are you going to go pick up a family member at the... Uh... At the airport, or just a friend, not a family member? Not like your mom or anything? No. Would have been cool if you would have brought her here. <laughs> would have been. Yeah. I can't imagine that our next comedian's parents aren't proud of you. Like, holy fuck. What would they be upset about? I, seriously, um, if she's, a, she's a lovely human being, and I'm excited to hear, I'm really excited to hear what your parents aren't proud of you about, because I just, I think you're such an amazing human being. She's, I mean, and I don't want to mention how lovely you are, because that would be, like, misogynistic, because I also know that you're an incredibly intelligent woman and write great jokes. Uh, but you're also really, really pretty, and I, <laughs> that's all my parents ever wanted me to be, and I wasn't good enough. Don't you understand? If only I was you! Your next comedian is beautiful. Put her hands together. It's Florentina Tanazi! Oh, thanks, Mom. Hi, guys. Um, <sighs> kind of shook me. I was like, why do my parents hate me? <laughs> uh, this is group therapy, right? Okay. Uh, now, hey, have you guys? Let's let's take it easy. Let's 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 talk about the Olympics just a little bit. <laughs> Let me catch my bearings. <laughs> Have you guys been watching the Olympics? Yeah. yeah. America's been kicking ass, man. We showed the world what we're freaking good at. Our first gold medal was in rifle shooting <laughs> by a teenager. 
go america uh all right all right i'm ready to talk about my parents um I, I yeah, recently went to visit my parents, and it's a fine balance between ignoring my mom's blatant religious comments, you know what I mean, <laughs> and trying not to get sent to my room for sitting on the dryer too long, <laughs> or stealing all the cucumbers, or taking a very relaxing showerhead bath. What's with all the rules, mom? Pam, you also probably understand this. <laughs> And I also have Alexis. All right, that's stupid. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to be more like Pam. Um, no, but it, it was tough. My parents were, were immigrants, so they do have a lot of rules. When I was a teenager, I wasn't allowed to eat butter because it made my lips look like I have lip gloss. Yeah, and I wasn't allowed to wear makeup, so that's why I couldn't eat butter. <laughs> At least that's what I told myself, but I think my mom was just trying to tell me to lose some weight. <laughs> um, so that that was fun. That was fun. Um, what else did I want to tell you guys about? Because childhood, oh, I don't know. Like, is, this, is anyone else from a different country? Brazil. And But did your parents immigrant? Great hair, no. So it's different, like you, you bring your culture with you, you bring all the restrictions. So I was born in Romania. Thank you, hold your applause. Thanks, man! It's in Europe, actually. <laughs> and it, it's no big deal, it just means my parents had to have me because abortions were illegal at the time. Okay. And the reason I know that is because when I asked my parents if I was planned, they were like, oh, honey, you were government mandated. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> okay. I, I grew up in a very rural area of Romania, like the Alabama of Alabama, just like no teeth required. <laughs> a cousin hit on me. It was like incest inception. It's like relative within a relative. They, were, they had one school and it went up to coloring, okay? So I really only had three choices, become a gymnast or fall in a well. I think I did that math wrong. <laughs> so I chose the latter. That's how I got out of the well. Sorry, I just learned that. Someone taught me how to do brah! And, <laughs> and okay, I, I'm an x-ray tech, okay? So when we take x-rays, we call it shooting x-rays. So I had just learned to do that, and usually we have to yell like, x-ray! So what I started doing was like, x-ray! I don't know how many patients had PTSD after, <laughs> after meeting me, but uh, I finally realized that it's, it means it's a gunshot. So, Romania. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's see. Oh yeah, so oh, one day, my mom came to visit me so that she could tell me how my house is not clean enough, how my clothes are not, like I could hear in her mind right now, she's like, why did you wear these jeans? <laughs> 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 
But um, actually, it was like about four or five years ago, right? And I told her, like, oh, mom, I'm dating a Slovakian guy. It's in Europe. <laughs> so. <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm only saying this because when I told her that, she goes, is that from one of those terrorist countries? <laughs> and I was like, mom, no, come on, I already asked him that. Um, he <laughs> said no. So we started, we started dating during the Boston Marathon bombing. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, marathons are so boring. Um, you remember that? So I don't know what possessed me to think that Slovakia, like that my boyfriend was from the same country the Boston bomber was from. But I texted him, right? I was like, hey, I just saw one of your countrymen on the news. Happy face, eggplant emoji, send. <laughs> I should have Googled it, right? Like, I've Googled, do lobsters feel pain when you butter them? I'm very sensitive about butter. Um, <laughs> And I didn't Google it, so he sends me a map. It was all really nice, because the, the bomber's from Kazakhstan. I don't know where he's from still. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he showed me a map from Slovakia. Not even close, right? And I felt so stupid. So finally I Googled how to give the best blowjob ever. <laughs> Guess what I'm trying to say is I'm married now. <laughs> It's cool, he's really supportive, and um, he writes me these inspirational quotes in the morning. I know, mi corazón. <laughs> and this morning it said, good things come to those who shave. Aww. <laughs> he doesn't know I'm off birth control now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, he knows what I'm talking. I got all you guys. Are you, do you have a girlfriend? No. Oh. <laughs> Soft prop. <laughs> well, not like I know everything because now I'm married and I can give life advice. But single people, you guys have too many options, okay? Between Tinder and like Farmer Meets Bagel and Pokemon Go. I mean, you d I recently learned this about sex. You don't have to catch them all. <laughs> you don't, you don't. Thank you. So uh, I'm a daddy's girl. Uh, <laughs> I didn't wear my pigtails today though. Uh, and I always, I, I looked up to my dad. I always wanted to be like him and so even T like to this day, I will call him when I do things that he used to do at my age. Like, oh, dad, I just learned how to play the piano, just like you. Dad, I just learned how to play soccer, just like you. Dad, I just cheated on someone, just like you. <laughs> he wasn't very proud of me, though, because I didn't leave, you know, so just like him. All right, father stuff not really resonating with some of the audience members. I get it. This theme hits too close to, to home for some people, I think. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, we have fathers, right? 
Great. Awesome. <laughs> Tie-dye shirt. I mean, well, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay. Maybe this is one reason why my parents weren't proud of me, because I kept insisting that I was adopted. <laughs> <laughs> I did, because I was the only one in my family that had blue eyes, and they all had brown eyes, and uh, they just kept telling me, like, mm, we don't know, um, and uh, so, I don't know, I, I tried 23, I was trying to get my parents to do 23 of me, but they didn't do it, and then, so, I tried it anyway, and I, but I did it for the same reason anybody else would, is to find out if I can say the N-word or not. Turns out I can't, because my parents aren't from the South. Um, they're from Romania. Uh, but I did find out something very interesting. I am 2% Asian. Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. Like I thought about all the cool jobs I could have. Like I could be an engineer. Like watch this. I don't know what engineers do. That's probably why my parents hate me. Uh, no, it's really cool. I'm like, cool, I could, like, I could identify as an Asian woman. Um, but then I was like, wait, is that the only reason Jewish guys like me? Um, you don't know that. All right, guys, I'll leave you with this. Um, I recently told my mom that I'm doing comedy. Like, that's what I'm doing up here um, sometimes. And uh, I swear to God, she was like, you'll never make it. Cute hobby, though. Oh. Don't make fun of God. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, I only make fun of real things. Um. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm Florentina. Florentina Tanase! Yeah! Knock, knock. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? Is he real? Is he an allegory? I have no idea what's happening at this point. I have no idea. He's the son of God. We're all, he, your next comedian is the son of something. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Actually, and Florentina, I loved your set. I had no idea you were from Romania. I learned so much about you tonight, and I'm really excited. Uh, hopefully we're going to learn more about your next comedian tonight. You know, I, I feel like I feel like he's an open book, but it's like I'm on the wrong chapter, or maybe we're in a completely different volume. Uh, anyways, he's going to bring it out for you tonight. I guess his parents aren't proud of him either. Put your hands together. It's Greg Gettle. How the fuck are we? We doing all right, guys? We having fun? Your parents are definitely not proud of you for doing blah over and over. Don't ever do that. <laughs> it's so, no. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, it's, oh, man, blah. It's, it's a designer. That's, he just, he's got the coolest one of them all. I can't do them, but it's so good, isn't it? He's got the best one out there. I don't know. My parents aren't, it's like, 
have we said, I don't know, everyone's so brave up here. Everyone's, like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say because this is being recorded for the world to hear. And they're, they are retired and they're going to they're gonna listen and, and they're going to die soon. And I need to be in that will. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a fucking Segway tour guide at 28. It's not a mystery why my parents are not a fan. You know, like... I have a huge drug problem. I'm a Segway tour guide. Uh, that's why. What do you do? I don't give a fuck. They're not that great either. You know, like they live in fucking Florida. Ooh, get up your fucking pedestal. Or is that pills? I don't know. Um, but it's weird too because they're like, "Oh, Greg, you're an alcoholic." But like, I would. I just took a vacation with my family in Vegas, and my. They swear to God, my parents were in our hotel room for an hour. And my, we were about to go to dinner, and she's like, my mom's like, honey, or Steve, are you drunk? He's like, I've only had eight beers. <laughs> this was an hour. <laughs> like, it was a 12-pack. I was like, I had one, you had one, you had two, and you had eight. <laughs> and he's going to judge me. You know, it doesn't make sense. I don't, like, I don't give a fuck. And, like, my mom is six years old, so I'm 28 years old. On my golden birthday, 25, she pressured me. She called me a pussy because I couldn't find cocaine. <laughs> These are the real things, real things. Uh, but it's also like, okay, well, you, mom, you would die. You're almost 60 years old. Fucking pussy, I thought you were going to get cocaine. So, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like they say, don't be you, but also we love you being you because it makes us have connections to cocaine. and You know what I mean? Like... It's fucking bullshit. They're from Florida. Fuck them. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? I can't. I, they're fine. They're fine people. They're voting for Trump. Fucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter what your parents think of you. It doesn't matter. We are. I'm fine. Like, they're in fucking Florida. I'm here. Like, I'm going to be fine. Uh, there's great cocaine here. Um, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's an expensive drug. I don't know. Um, what do you do for a day? What do you do? Yeah. So your parents aren't proud of you either. All right. Yes. Bringing the room together. You see how we do that? It's like your parents are proud of you, right? <laughs> yeah. So now he probably likes you now, right? <laughs> but before he was 98. Uh, before he was 98, did he like you? Okay. Cool guy. Cool guy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, don't, it's like, I just don't give a fuck. Like, a, like my, my parents didn't, like, I was deaf to the age of four because my parents didn't know I was deaf till four. Because <laughs> they didn't notice. They didn't know anything was wrong. <laughs> like, they're like, he's a quiet kid. We like him. Uh, <laughs> that's a real thing. And, and I asked my mom, what happened? Like, how, what happened? Like, what was wrong with me? She's like, oh, you just had junk in your ears. <laughs> that was the medical term, apparently. I had junk in my ears till age four. Um, hey, Gabby. Um, I'm really killing it. Um, <laughs> everyone's been very brave, and I feel like I'm kind of taking it to that next fucking level. Uh, my parents, when I was, playing, I was playing soccer in third grade, my dad gave me $100 to quit because he was tired of wasting his weekends. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> No, I fucking, I don't know what, I probably buy a baseball card or something. I don't know. I fucking, I'm bad with money. I do cocaine. I'm a Segway tour guide. You know what I mean? I do not have a checking account. I have credit card debt, but I'm always smiling, you know, because I'm not around my parents. Uh, 
They're the worst. They're the worst humans ever. Like, I know they made you, and you're like, you feel entitled to, like, care about what they say, but they're fucking outdated. They're not as bad as your grandparents, but, like, they're just, at, they, they will become your grandparents. You know what I mean? Like, they're, gonna, they're not going to change their minds. And they live in Florida, and it's fucking horrible there. Have you ever been to Florida? Yeah, kill yourself. It's a fucking, it's a turd of a state. Uh, I wish we could just move all the old people there and then just not count their, like tell them we counted their vote, but like not count their vote. And that makes sense, right? Um, political humor. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, what a, so stupid. Um, no, I, my, my parents, my parents think I have a drug problem and because they're accurate. It does, it's, it's a, it's a real thing, you know what I mean? But like, but like it's, I have like, like, do you ever watch that show Intervention to see if you're that bad yet? <laughs> you guys ever done that move? You ever done that? Yeah, there's nothing better than drinking a beer and re- realizing you got a couple of years still. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a turning point. Uh, but a lot of people that go on the show, they have rock bottoms, ultimate lows before they turn their life around. And some of the more popular ones are like, are, are like I dropped out of college, or I lost the kids, or, or I started sucking dick. <laughs> like, that's always a big one. And, uh, yeah, right? And to me, I don't understand why sucking dick's a low point. Yeah, plot twist, I know, right? Crazy, right? Guy on stage is nuts. Uh, but, like, just hear me out. Like, you're addicted to that drug, right? You want that drug. You need that drug. You're going to get that drug. But either you work eight hours at a bullshit job to get high, or you just suck a guy's dick for, like, ten minutes if you're bad at it. Like... <laughs> Like when it comes to factors of financially or, or time management, it's like it's like suck that dick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a work smarter to harder kind of idea. <laughs> yeah, and then you realize what you're saying, and you're like, maybe I should stop doing cocaine. <laughs> My parents heard that joke um, because they uh, I did show a, a laundromat. They streamed it online for the world to see. And my parents from Tampa Bay, Florida heard that joke. And my dad up screaming, see, that's what happens when you move to San Francisco. You start sucking dick for coke. And the thing is, like, my parents, like, my dad loves gay people. He just hates laziness. (laughs) That was a good tie back. Wasn't that nice? You collected on a good one there, man. No, I'm just saying, uh... Yeah, just don't care about what your parents think. They're, the, they're, they're, they're going to die, and then you have to say good things about them. But, like, do you ever, like, wonder, like, do you ever, like, what kind of parents did you guys have? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever think, like, I, I guarantee my mom was in multiple gangbangs. Like, like, she dated a guy that was on Wisconsin's Most Wanted. <laughs> like, like, that's a real thing. And I love her, but, like, don't tell me I should, like, get my life together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be, you've turned out fine. I'm going to be fine. Just fine. Do drugs. Drink weed. Drink weed. Yes. <laughs> San Francisco, you can do that now. It's not even, that's not even a slip. That's, like, a real thing you can do. <laughs> even though I definitely fucked up, it's definitely credible. You drank some earlier, didn't you? Yep, proof and point. Um, All right. Um, Where do we want to end this? My parents don't care. It's always weird, too, because they're like, oh, we always supported you. We always supported you. And then they drink, and then they're like, you know what you should do. But you know what I mean? Like, they they say they care, but they don't. (laughs) They they make it it the worst. Like, I'm a Segway tour guide, and we were at that hotel in Vegas, and my mom was like, saw the valet getting tips, and she's like, you should just be a valet now. (laughs) Because, and I was like, you should be a fucking valet now. And she's like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a valet. But I was like, exactly. You don't do anything. You fucking live with my, my 
I'm, my dad pays for everything. This has got a little weird. Um, I'm, I feel like, I don't know, I got really pissed when that guy said don't eat bread bowls, because like, I'm like, I eat bread bowls all the fucking time. You know what I mean? I don't have a lot of money, and it's a good combo, and it fills you up longer. Um, let's end it with this. Hmm. Yeah. Um, my mom. No, we won't do that one. Because uh, it's being li- it's, <laughs> it's it's being streamed online. My dad. Oh, this is gonna be a good one. Um, because because I could be like not telling the truth, but I. Um, so before he met my mom, um, he was walking around, so he just did a bunch of blow with Charlie Sheen, um, because in New York City, it was his first job, uh, he was working like New York City, it was like his first like travel job, and he ended up like hanging out with Charlie Sheen, and he called my mom, he's like, and he's like, oh my god, I'm doing so much blow, and then, uh, <laughs> and then later that night, him and another guy were walking home with this lady, and they're walking across the bridge, and some homeless guy was like harassing him, and kept like kind of coming at him, and uh, my dad... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> my, dad. <laughs> my dad punched him in the face. Was, and he was, he's a six, five, six to five guy, 250 pounds, cowboy boots. Stomped in the motherfucker's head, and he heard a crunch. Oh. And he thought he killed him. <laughs> and I. So what I'm saying is your parents don't know shit. They're not the best people. Don't let them judge you. You're going to be fine just fine. My name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Greg Gettle, everyone. Keep it going for Greg Gettle. His parents aren't proud of him either. Look at that. Ten minutes exactly. He was looking at the thingy. I would have just kept it going because I was smoking a cigarette outside, but that's cool. Uh, your next comedian, she has danced burlesque, which is probably the reason her parents aren't proud of her. But I, that makes her way, I wish I could dance burlesque. Oh my God. It's like a dream of mine to like have, like to be able to karaoke a song like at the same time where I take my clothes off, you know? And then with the pasties and the stuff and I'll be like, these are my, I have to show you guys. I'm actually wearing a pair of underwear that my mom gave me like 12 years ago. So I don't like to throw anything away. So these are underwear. That, this is why my mom's so proud of me because her ass was bigger than mine. You see, her, her ass, I think your ass is supposed to fill up these underwear, but it goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way up to the top. Here's the thing. I don't believe in throwing things away, which is another reason my parents aren't proud of me because I like to keep things till they break. Like these underwear that I've been wearing for like, they're over 20 years old. I'm not kidding you. These are my mom's underwear. They're rad underwear. I like, they're almost like a girdle. Like they keep my tummy tight with these low-waisted jeans. You know, I feel like the past and the future are coming together. Uh, the other thing I have that my mother gave me uh, is a bodysuit, and it it's like has lacy tops and it has a snaps underneath. You know, like remember in TJ in 1991 where you had to ask Lupita like to like put your just me. Okay, I'm the only one that hung out in Tijuana. Yeah, you gotta ask your friend to snap it because you're just too drunk and you're like, can you come in? You gave me the toilet paper. I'm not asking you to wipe my twat. I'm just asking you to put my thing back together. <laughs> here's a dollar and she's like fucking sweet that's like and that was three tacos you know what I'm saying I love Mexico um uh yeah our next comedian is not uh, Mexican or anything like that I feel like we might have partied together once in Mexico when I was like 
when you were still a teenager. And I feel, I feel like, I feel like we have a psychic moment where I was like, you're never going to be a teen mom. And you were like, I know. And then like, you had your 20th birthday and we drank together in Tijuana. I'm making this up. Yeah. Now we're here. It's so great. She runs an amazing show on Saturdays at Kells at Purple Onion called the Comedy Chop, which you guys should go to because it's really, really fun and super amazing. Also, she's a lovely comedian and her parents aren't proud of her. Put your hands together. It's Katie Corn. Fuck those people. Um, they don't know what they're doing. Neither do I, apparently. What's happening here? How are you, how are you guys doing? You guys all right? Yeah. Give it up for yourselves for being here for local live entertainment slash therapy. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I'm so excited I got to be on Pam's show and I signed up for this show and I was like, yeah, I'm like a total fucked up child. This will be perfect. And then I started writing and it got real, real depressing. Like, not real funny, just real depressing. So that's what we're gonna do here tonight. Are you excited? Let's get into it. (laughs) Bam, I love you. God, God, this is just for you. This is just for you. I feel that you probably should have called it, I used to cut myself and now I do comedy though. Can can that be a new theme? Cause I I win. And I'm done. Excellent. Um, Here's the thing. I've been thinking about this theme for like a month and it's just getting real crazy with it. And it's, I feel like my, my, my setback was that like, I don't really give a fuck if my parents don't care or like if they're proud of me, they're dead. That's what, that's what's happening. They're dead. I don't care. They don't have any say. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, I'm not proud of them is what my theme is for tonight. I'm not proud of them. I turned out like a crazy adult and it's all their goddamn fault. Hey, (laughs) told you not funny. Just going to get real dark with you guys. I hope. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I need a joint, a shot of whiskey to do this shit. I'm going to call my dad for you guys in a couple minutes. So... Yes, I want you to know why I am the way I am, and I feel like it might put some puzzle pieces together for you. You're like, oh, I'm sorry, you're just super fucked up. All right. Amen to the beer. Yes, I am the way I am. Thanks a lot, you motherfuckers. That was the title of the thing. So I, I grew up in a kind of a weird house, big house of people. We had a whole bunch of people working in the house, whatever. So my house was like always full of people and there was things to do and people always like come to my house. There was a pool. I was spoiled. If you had a party, you'd get like a pony. Like it was just a weird, weird time. So people were like, oh my God, your parents are so cool. You got the cool parents. Oh my God. But here's the thing. You don't want to be the kid of the cool parents. You don't because then you turn out like this, doing comedy in front of you guys. You guys are doing all right? You're fine? Your depression's low? This is what we're going for today. Yeah, cool, cool. Excellent. So they had no idea what they were doing. This is the theme. Let's just get that down. Parents don't know what they're doing. At what age do you feel like you guys, like, learn, like, oh, they're just kids in big people's 
suits. <laughs> what age? Like, come on, one age. That's what it is, right? <laughs> Wait, what age? 16 or 17, what about you? You don't know yet. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Just let me tell you that right now. Um, my dad was really bad with birthdays. He was real, real bad with birthdays. He gave me a gift card, you know, one of those, like, some amount, I don't know. It was a gift card. I was stoked on it. I was 21, and I was like, I'm going to be responsible with this. And then I didn't. I went to the bar right away, of course, because I was 21. We go to the bar, and I'm... I'm one of those people, if I get drunk, like, I just buy everyone everything. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll just get it. So it's okay. And then I was like, you want a shot? You want a shot? I don't even know you. You get a shot. Let's go. And I had like 30 people behind me at the bar, right? <laughs> it's, don't get me drunk is what I'm saying. And I'm at the bar, and I'm like, well, shots for everybody. Like, it's all me. It's cool. And then I gave him my card. And he comes back. He goes, ma'am, I'm sorry, but this is declined. I was like, no, you, no, it's a new gift card. I just got it. I just opened it. It's fine. Let me just call. It's fine. And I called, and it was like, you have three cents on this card. Your dad spent all of your money. <laughs> yeah, that's just true. Dad's a good person. That's why I, like, um, I don't date, because I only attract horrible, horrible people. Any other daddy issues here, huh? I'm getting in it with you guys. You gotta be with me. Daddy issues, yes. It's gotten to a point where I can see a guy like getting a DUI, getting pulled over, you know, and be like, hey. <laughs> call me. <laughs> you only got one call. <laughs> that hella worked the other time. No, it, it totally works. It totally works. Um, Actually, this birthday, my dad forgot to call. Um, he's actually still alive. I lied to you. He is still alive. I, I, I'm hoping he's dying. You know, like, it's a wrong parent, basically. My mom died. It should have been my dad. It was a voodoo doll. I messed up. <laughs> Don't do that, you guys. I'm a magical person, but I'm you know stoned all the time, so you, you can't do magic stoned is what I'm... <laughs> That's another lesson from Katie Carnes, okay? Just lessons here today. It's just a TED Talk. That's all this is. It's a fucking TED Talk. So he forgot to call me on my birthday this year. And I called him two days later. And I was like, hey, Pops, no BD, but you forgot my birthday. This was a message because he didn't pick up his phone. Oh. Hey, so go ahead and just send $500 in emotional damage fees, and we'll just call it even. Right? Two days later, I got a Venmo for $200, and it said, happy birthday, shithead. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even send me the full 500, because he was like, 200, five's not, five's not gonna fix it. Like, let's just give her two, and she's just gonna spend it on pod anyways. <laughs> and he's right, I did. I totally did. And it's in my pocket right now, actually. <laughs> Which I'm gonna smoke after this. And again, I can say things like this on the air and it can be recorded because no one gives a fuck in my family. Yay. I really, really am going to call my dad. I really, really am. My mom was a lovely person. She was crazy as shit. Like, they were just characters, wide, big characters, you know? And I was all really embarrassed about that. But now I feel like I'm turning into that. <laughs> uh oh. This is why I do comedy. Um, there's a certain point, like, 
maybe like towards 30, the curses that your parents have put on you as a child start popping up, yeah? What do you feel like, you were like, yeah, so like, is there a curse that you have? What about you? Yeah. Uh, Come on, it's just the first thing, like, as soon as you think of your parents, you're like, I don't want that, mm, you're gonna get it. What is that? Okay, yeah, mine's just chin hairs, so. <laughs> you're neurotic and I got chin hairs. We're both fucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my God, you're okay. You're beautiful. You're be- I don't like making fun of people at comedy things. Anyway, so I have chin hairs. They're beautiful, I know. Um, but I, I told my mom, she would call me and she'd be like, hey, come get these chin hairs. And I'm like, ew, sick, no. And she's like, it's gonna get ya. I'm like, no, nah, I'll be fine. And I feel like that should be like the illustrated book for like old puberty with like skin tags and varicose veins. <laughs> Because you get them when you're a teenager. You get like, here's what your body's going to do. Thanks. And then you hit like this age, and you're like, shit's happening. I'm getting chin hairs, and I don't like it is what I'm saying. Um, it is really magical, though, because like, when she said that it's going to get you, I was like, I'll be 50 by then, and then I'll be able to press a button, and it's gone because the future, done. It's fine. It'll be fine. And then she died, and Yeah. Straight up. It was like Tim Allen and Santa Claus. If I plucked one, like 1,200 would come in. It was, it was really messed up. But I, I'm in the car, I'm smoking my cigarettes, and I see them, and they're just wailing in the wind like glitter. And I'll go to get one with my nails, and I'll get it, and then it just becomes a ribbon. So that's how I go out now. Yeah, I just like, boom, 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 I'm fancy. I feel like maybe I can cornrow it down to my chin, you know? Like, let's just do this. Let's just get in it. Um, So, you know, I'm a little crazy, I'm a little anxious, I'm a little awkward, and it's all my parents' fault. And I really wanted just to call my dad and just see what the fuck happens. So I'm sorry for what he says if he actually picks up, right? Uh Uh-oh. Oh. Hello. Hey. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Um, just taking my medication. Excellent. Excellent. You sound sedated. That makes sense. Well, I'm not sedated yet. You're not sedated yet. <laughs> so the theme of the night is uh, my parents aren't proud of me. And when I told you about comedy, how did you feel about that? Um, I don't know, perplexed. Perplexed. Well, the only yeah. thing that you ever laughed at was um, when I told you about an open mic in Vegas where they, like, they, they write things about you at the open mic, right? And they said, um, like, while you're doing your set, and I went back to see it, and they said I was a Steve Buscemi Crush. and Port- Courtney Love love child. And that was the only thing you've ever laughed at. It wasn't even my <laughs> joke. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, don't you have any words of wise things? You always have some shit to say. You mean some sagacity? You're so smart. Where'd it come from? I know. <laughs> you were saying all these things. You were so excited about being on air, and now you're fucking... You took too many goddamn pills. Well, um... Anyhow, give me, um, I don't know, something you want me to get that I'm proud of you? 
<laughs> Obviously, you're not. <laughs> Horseshit. Horseshit. <laughs> he's just do he's just doing this for you guys. <laughs> Otherwise, he calls me a shithead for my birthday. I told you that. Come on. You're on my side, not on his. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> you owe me three hundred dollars. <laughs> Don't you remember when you came and helped me paint the restaurant? I gotta help. I gotta paint some shit now. Fuck. No, me. you painted your stomach. Oh, oh, you're just gonna tell embarrassing stories now. I understand. Yeah, yeah great. You, you painted your stomach. I was 16 and had a lot of paint. What do you want from me? We got well, I don't think it was the paint. Yeah, it was water-based paint. I know. <laughs> Tell your daughter to charge for her photography because she gives it away for free. I know I'm an asshole. I just have a whole bunch of hobbies that I like. To, I just like people to like me. That's all that is. I can massage you and I can take your picture and I can. It's all right. Whatever you need. You want me to deliver your baby? I can do that too. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. All right. Pops, you weren't as, as exciting. You took too much shit. Did you smoke? What happened? You were so excited to be yourself. Well, if you took 18 kinds of psych meds to see how funny you are. Ah. <laughs> I told I told you this is gonna get real dark, you guys. Thank you so much, Dad. Thank you. Um, you have a good night and Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much. Eighty yards, bearing her soul, making her dad talk. That was rad. Your dad, your dad is rad. That was cool. Uh, just as we've had a couple, we've had a bunch of female comedians up here tonight, and I'm like, why are their parents not proud of me? Like, it's clear why my parents aren't proud of me. I mean, I mean, I've, I really fucked it up. I used to own houses and own cars, and, and now I have a cat, and I keep him alive, and that's really a lot of work. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, these women on this show, I'm like, I can't believe it. Why would your parents be proud? Your next comedian, uh, she's all over the city in amazing places doing incredible things. She was already tonight on this uh, weird lust fest or love fest thing. Something happened. She's at Piano Fight all the time. She's at the Punchline and everywhere. Everyone books her. She's an amazing human being. So I'm like, why would your parents not be proud of you? And she's beautiful and funny and yay. So um, I'm excited to hear her story. Everybody put your hands together. It's Gabby Pochio! Pam, I'm so proud of you. Every day you make me prouder. Um, well, my dad's very proud of me, actually. My dad is very proud of me. I know that because everyone told me at his funeral <laughs> how proud he is of me. Um... His therapist came up to me and said, your dad was very proud of you. And I was like, well, you're not supposed to say that, you know? You're not supposed to, he wouldn't be proud of you for your unprofessionalness, but that's okay. Um, you know, I actually didn't know it was a themed show. I thought it was just sort of like, our parents aren't proud of us because our comedy. And so I didn't think, but I could, I could, we could just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Um, 
<laughs> my dad tried to break up with me one time. Isn't that crazy? My dad didn't want a kid. What? He was not dating me. No. <laughs> he was doing a very bad job of it if he was. I never saw him. But uh <laughs> wouldn't return my text, that motherfucker. No. Uh my dad um he didn't really want kids, you know. And uh <laughs> Keep a, I was a keep a, keep a hoe baby. I definitely was. My mom tries to cover that up, but I'm like, I know your game. I get it. I see it. But she had me, and uh, I saw my dad every once in a while. I love my dad very much. Uh, he loved me, but he tried to break up with me one time because I like, I don't know. I don't know. Do I want to tell this story? I don't know. But he like, I can't even really remember it to be honest. But he like, we were talking on the phone, and he was like, Hey, you know what? He got mad at me because I asked him to use his rental, his Lake Tahoe rental, and he's like, You only call me when you want money. I'm like, what else do we have to talk about, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was like, you know, some things don't just work out for everybody. We gave it a good go, kid. Maybe it's time for us to go our separate ways. And I was like, can we talk about this later? Can we, like, can we, like, reconvene in two weeks and, like, you know, reassess our relationship? And I thought about it a lot, and I was like, no, this motherfucker has got no right, and I called him up, and I was like, Dad, I thought long and hard about it, and I think, I think he should still be my dad. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> And he was like, you're right, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said all those things, but that's okay. And actually, I did accuse him. I said, I said, I think that you're not proud of me. I think I think I remind you of my mom, and you don't like my mom. And I followed a lot of the same things that she did. I'm a waitress. She was a waitress. I'm actually not a waitress anymore, but uh, after he died, I was like, I can't be a waitress. <laughs> you can't disappoint the dead, you know? You really, it's not, it's not good. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so, uh, that happened. I also, interesting fact, let's just talk about sad things. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be a cop. I used to want to be a cop and I would have been a great cop. I know. I know. Isn't that crazy? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand. I understand why you, people wouldn't like that. But I was like, I'm one of the few people, like, I really think that criminals are people too. No one really, it's like a novel idea, especially in America. But I was like, I'd be a good cop because I'm on people's side and I want them to do well and I understand how people get into situations. And uh, we talked about Oscar Grant the last time I saw my dad. We talked about Oscar Grant. And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, why would you fuck with the police? Like, you know they're armed, you know? And he was like... I don't so much agree with that, you know? Wise man, got killed by the police. Got killed by the cops. I was having a conversation with somebody. I was like, they're like, what do you plan on doing? I'm like, I'm in school. I'm about to start my internship with the SFPD. I'm gonna be a police officer. I get a phone call. I come back and I sit down and I look at the girl and I'm like, I, I don't think I wanna be a cop anymore. And, uh, Still want to be a cop, though. <laughs> Sorry, it keeps on. I just, I'm such a control freak. But anyway, yeah, he did. He did. He did get shot by the police. And uh, I know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Good call. Good call. Uh, no, white people get shot by the police, too, actually. Um, my dad, he had a lot of guns. That was, I think, a big part of why they shot him. Um, I always thought I should call the NRA. I should be like, I should call the NRA, because, you know, you got to use your whatever. I was like, they might be on my side with this one, but I never did call the NRA. I don't even know. Can you just call them? Do they have a hotline? <laughs> do they have a hotline bling? I'm not sure. Okay. Let's move on to mom. How about that? Hey, but 
I think my dad is proud of me. I think he's looking down on me. And that's the thing, too. I think about stand-up. I'm like, could I tell all these jokes about sucking dick on stage if my dad was alive? Probably not. <laughs> so that's a blessing in disguise, I guess. <laughs> I have a joke about it. Do you want to hear my joke about it? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Uh, I got an email from my dad the other day. Uh, it said, Dear Gabby, I stayed harder longer with Viagra. Click the link below to find great deals. Oh. I know. I wrote him back though. I was like, what the fuck, dad? Everyone thinks you're dead. That was my joke. It never really works. That really happened. Isn't that crazy? So my dad, weird. They call it suicide by cop. I don't think that's real for the most part. I definitely don't think it was real in this situation. Uh, but Nonetheless, I was always like waiting for a letter from my dad. I was like, did he send me a letter? Did he email me? Because I, I think he knew his days were numbered. And uh, then I get this fucking email, you know, from Richard Pochia. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Speaking from beyond the grave. And I click it and it's like, dick pills, dick pills, dick pills. Um, <laughs> so I guess he gets my sense of humor. That's the good thing. From beyond the grave, he still gets my sense of humor. My mother, is she proud of me? I don't think so. I think I'm a chip off the old block, and that's why she's not too proud of me. I don't think she's proud of any of her kids. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't know it was a theme show. I could have turned this into happy, but no. Okay, cool. Um, I think my mom is proud of me because I got molested a lot less than she did. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, at a young age, I was like, hey, this shit's not going to stand. And I think she's pretty proud about that. Um, my mom, I got sober at 24. You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hit the, hit the wall hard right off the bat, but hey, cleaned it all up. My dad tried to have me kidnapped one time. <laughs> I was living in Arizona and I was like working, I was working at Olive Garden during lunch hour and I had like no money and I had gotten into debt. So I was always like calling people for money sad part of my life but my mom called me one day and she's like your dad just called me he thinks you're on drugs he's trying to get you kidnapped I think you should give him a phone call and I did and I was like dad I'm not on meth uh, please don't have one of your friends kidnap me uh, <laughs> but it would have been a free ride back to San Francisco so why not <laughs> um, my dad almost killed somebody Yay! This is probably, is not, I should probably do this too, but I'm not gonna. Uh, well, we don't really know what happened. We were walking down Hate Street. I was like a baby in a, in a stroller, and one of these fucking piece of shit Hate Street punks just got on his knees and screamed in my face. And my dad freaked out. He's like a third degree black belt in many a martial arts trained knife fighter. Badass motherfucker. You could see why they wanted him out of the picture, you know? He was uh, too strong for them. And he just beat the shit out of this guy. And, like, my mom would, like, still always tell me the story. Like, it was a happy story. You're like, your father almost killed someone, and he had to leave town for a little while. And, uh... <laughs> Actually, she, ne she never said he almost killed somebody. She's like, he thought he might have killed somebody, so he left town. And now as an adult, I'm like, did he die? <laughs> did anybody look into that? <laughs> but, uh, you know, shout out to that person's parents. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He was a dick, though, you know. We don't need all that. Um, hi. 
<laughs> what else? My mother. Oh, eight and a half minutes. That's pretty good. We've been bullshitting pretty good up here. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, my mom and I get high together. We're more like friends. That's a sign of a crazy person. If you get high with your parents, me and Katie, just insane. I think, do you guys get high with your parents? Yeah, you do? See, but we all have bad parents, right? That's the thing. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Um, I don't know. I love my mom. I love my dad. And they love me. Um, I told this joke. My mom, my mom came to this one show that I did. I, like, threw a show, a comedy show, and I, like, told everybody that my mom was there. And then I did this joke that I'm going to do for you guys now. Okay? Sound good? And it really got dark. <laughs> uh, I love to jerk my boyfriend off. Yeah! You guys like to jerk my boyfriend off? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes it's hard. It's hard being really, we got to negotiate. The other day I was like starving. I wanted to go get some food. I wanted a sandwich. Um, and he wanted a blow job. So, you know, compromise. There I am giving him a hand job, right? That's what you do. And he's getting really into it. I'm really good at it. And uh, he's like, well, tell me what you want, you know? And he's like telling me all the things he likes. And I'm like, okay, baby, I want you to like come in my hair, right? And like put it in my butt. And he was like, really? And I was like, no, I'm just trying to get that sandwich. <laughs> And then a sandwich shot out of him. It was beautiful. And uh, everyone just turned to look at my mom at that point. And, I, and she was like, <laughs> but it's OK, whatever. She should have given my dad a hand job. And then this never would have happened. Me, I'm saying. No, I'm just kidding. My dad also, I think, had somebody show up at the house to kill my mom when she was pregnant. That just came out recently. But uh, my mom's a really smooth talker. I come from hustlers. I come from some charming ass hustlers. She talked her way out of it. Can you imagine? And now I'm really, I'm, I've always actually really been into people like researching murders where people kill their wives, particularly if they're pregnant. Uh, so I guess I knew somehow on the inside what was happening on the outside. And uh, I'm just so well balanced now. I'm just really a, a, a very healthy person, considering. Let's 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 admit that's true. Um, and I think my mom's very proud of me because I'm a lot thinner than she is. So what can you do? Thank you guys very much. Give it up for Pam. Gabby Bogia, hooray, huzzah! Maybe that's why my mom hates me because I'm skinnier than she is. Maybe that's it. Did we just, I feel like I had a breakthrough right there on Gabby Puccia's set. I feel like these underwear are really working into my whole body. Your next comedian, it feels so good around my waist, these high-waisted, you know, it's like, remember when we used to have a waist? What are those weird high-waisted jeans from the 90s? What, are we gonna get all the full front zippers are too short these days? Right, ladies? Like, the zipper is like, isn't even a zipper. Why even have a zipper? Why not just have buttons super low? Like, right above, am I supposed to shave my pubic hair that low for the new jeans? I don't know what's happening. You kids are crazy. Your next comedian, he finds jeans from wherever he can find them. He takes clothes out of bins across the street from his house. 
And uh, clearly his parents aren't proud of him. He's the only person I've booked tonight that I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> this is, on this particular show, this comedian is the one to book. Actually, though, he looks like a normal, you actually look like a gangster tonight. I, I was hoping you would look like a used car salesman or a clown with nowhere to go without makeup. But uh, he put it together for you guys. Yeah. Clap your hands wildly. One of my favorite people, honestly. Zach O. Wiseman! Finding more clothes! Yay. I just cold, so I put on a couple jackets. <laughs> uh, most of my clothes are jackets. Some of my pants are jackets. It's fine. <laughs> Dope. So how does it feel to be dressed worse than a homeless man who lives inside of a closet? <laughs> does that make you feel bad? It should. <laughs> I figured out how to stop terrorism. I know how to stop terrorism. And it's a simple solution, actually. It's actually just rebranding. You just rebrand terrorism as something else, and it'll stop. All you have to do is call, uh, like instead of terrorism or terrorists, instead of terrorists, you'd say uh, that they're Jew lovers. You know, and, and uh, terrorism would be acts of Jew love. And it would make the news a lot more fun to hear. Like, the most atrocious act of Jew love ever committed. <laughs> 5,000 people died. The Jew lover. And then they would be like, you're not getting me like that. I am not going that way. Okay, one problem down. What do we got? What else we got? Abortions. Fucking abortions, huh? I, I do think abortion should be illegal. I think all abortions should be illegal, but they should also be free. You know what I mean? I do tons of illegal cool shit anyway. Fucking let's keep it going. <laughs> I haven't wor worried about the legality of shit in a long time. Because I don't know these people making these fucking laws. And I'm never going to meet them. So I just avoid police and do whatever the fuck I want. It's a good way to live life. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? Pills. Pills? Nice. Coward way out. I like it. <laughs> Liar. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, try to scare myself really bad in a mirror. In a, no, okay. That's not going to happen. What I am going to do is I'm going to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. I think it's a vastly overlooked option. Everybody jumps off. Uh, from peak to roadway is ample room to kill yourself. You can definitely die from that. And if you jump off the ridge, bridge, there's a margin for error. Like, people live through that. You don't want to fucking do that. You want to die. Trust me. 100%. 100% success rate jumping on the bridge. Japanese fucking love it. I think another great way to kill yourself would be to hang yourself underwater. Because one of those things is unnecessary, you know what I mean? You got your rocks tied to your ankles, fucking throw a noose on the pier as well. <laughs> Saw that shit, monk! <laughs> Fuck monk. Fuck monk. I like that guy better in wings. One time. Yay! Yay! This is the clown outfit I was looking for. 
I have many looks, people. One time I bought uh, 240 pairs of socks off the internet, and I've never felt that smart since. My life was beautiful for a whole fucking year. I had socks for every occasion. I had two pairs of socks for the morning. I had a pair of socks if I had to blow my nose. If I spilled something, socks. Had to start a fire, socks. I came in so many socks. Like, I didn't come in my socks a lot. I came in so many of them. There's fucking so many fucking socks I came. Like every goddamn pair. 480 pairs, single socks, 480 single socks. I'm sorry, I was just being happy for a second. You make decisions like that, and then uh, you don't do it for a while, and you forget why you're alive. You know what I mean? I think I have one sock right now. I have one, and I think it's a toe sock I got from the Japanese dollar store. You can't use just one toe sock, man. Fuck. Life's hard. <laughs> so people think you pay doctors to like, like remove a kidney or a tumor or something, but you don't. You pay doctors to be careful. I will remove your fucking kidney. Hey, doctors, to remove that kidney and only that kidney and not get curious as to what else is in there. Because I've never seen a fucking liver. I want to look at a liver. The livers beat like hearts? I don't fucking know, man. Look at it. I don't believe in a lot of stereotypes. I think a lot of stereotypes are just like one person's experience and that person is a loud asshole. Uh, but like I, I don't believe uh, I don't believe that black people yell at movies. I've never been in a movie where black people yelled not fucking once in my entire life. But I was in the library the other day and I saw an elderly black man uh, yelling at a book. He was like, "Ahab, no! Leave that way alone! He's gonna be your demise!" <laughs> and then I fucking laughed because that's goddamn hilarious. So the guy, it probably just got it wrong, man. Dude was like uh, yelling at a book. He's like, hey, is that uh, Godfather of the movie or Godfather of the book that man's yelling at? Can't Good tag or no? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's superior to the movies in every way. Less reading time than the actual film time. It's horrible. It's a nice, concise novel. Uh, it goes in uh, the right order. That movie, I don't like those movies. Thank you, thank you. Scarface also. Fuck Scarface. It's the worst goddamn movie. Scarface is like a Jason movie about Cubans. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I am kind of hot. <laughs> now I'm just in my jammies, guys. 
I live my life in such a way that I can do acid whenever the fuck I want. Uh, drugs. They're not present in the moment, Pam. Acid's great, man. Uh, drugs in general. Drugs are better than sex. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Drugs are better than sex. The only thing better than drugs is uh, sex on drugs. <laughs> there are two things better than sex. It's sex and sex on drugs. Useless. Uh, like, okay, can anybody in here recount one good idea they had during sex? And one time this chick said, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw God. And I was like, well, did you fucking ask him anything? It's like, no. Well, that's the horrible idea. You had a really fucking bad idea. I have great ideas on acid. I can't share them with you. They're too brilliant. <laughs> all I know is they're tearing portals, portals to hell with the Hadron, all right? You listen to... No, okay. I tried one morning uh, to brainwash myself in being a Satanist. <laughs> Did a bunch of acid, watched a bunch of videos. It didn't work, uh, but they do raise some good points. The thing people, I think people get freaked out when they do acid because they'll have like a crazy thought, like a crazy thought will pop in their head and then they just like go nuts. Like I had this thought one time, uh, independent of everything in the whole ever, uh, I had this thought, it said, uh, it said in my head, it was like, uh, don't tell the Tuesday ducks about the Sunday ducks. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> Obviously, you tell us Tuesday ducks. They're fucking nice ducks, you know? Be honest with honest ducks. That's what I'm saying. Okay, here's, here's more proof that uh, drugs are better than sex. Jesus didn't turn water into pussy. You know what I mean? Let's get fucked up! Jesus, Jesus was kind of a bro dude. Kind of a bro dude. Like, people, people only get into relationships out of uh, selfish cowardice. Like, oh, I want to die alone. I'm so lonely. You're only lonely because you're not pursuing anything that you have any interest in. You're lonely because you're fucking bored. Do something you enjoy. Uh, also, you still die alone, guys. <laughs> Unless you're in a fucking car crash, you die alone. You're just dying alone in front of people, which is fucking weird. Quit, quit recruiting people to watch you die. That's fucking creepy. And that's my time. Keep it going for Zach Wiseman. You look, he took all his shit, but take your fucking sleeping bag. Will you take it? Will you take your sleep? It's thank you for taking your sleeping bag. It's been there. It's it's been in there for nine months. Make the man take his sleeping bag. We're gonna get all combined in his sleeping. We've been inside his sleeping bag this entire time, you guys. Anyways, I'm so glad that he's taking it with him. Sorry, it's been, it's seriously been in there for like nine months and I, I really needed it to go away. Uh, but Zach Wiseman's very funny, yay! Yay! Other than his sleeping bag and his many, many coats of many colors, he's like Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat, except the coat is made of drugs. It's so fun. Uh, we have one last comedian for you guys tonight, and I'm going to go outside and tell the people because they need to motherfucking know that we got a headliner. Just so you guys know outside, we got our headliner up right now, so I'm just letting everybody know that the headliner's up. 
If you guys want to see him right now, you guys should come in. It's, it's absolutely lovely. He's a hilarious person. I know his parents definitely aren't proud of him because I listen to his jokes every week and I, I love his material like a crazy person. You guys are going to love him too. Put your hands together. It's Ethan Albers! Yay! You're good. You're good. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Hey, guys. How's it going? You people in the corner. Yeah? Right on. Yeah. Welcome. Have a seat. We'll, uh, we'll unite. Let's unite. How are you? It's fine and dandy like sour candy. I'm doing great. We'll get all settled. We're sitting. We're sitting, round of applause if your parents approve of you. Round of applause if your parents don't approve of you and your lifestyle. There you go. Uh, my mom approves of everything I do. She loves me. That's why I shouldn't be on a show, but I'm on this show, and apparently I'm closing it out. She approves of everything. I, on the other hand, don't approve of most of the things my mom and dad have ever done. Complete opposite, actually. Complete opposite. Like, I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking right now. Uh, but I was sober. I was like, I, I did like a two year sober, like, yeah, this is my problem, man. Like, I figured it out. I'm gonna, like, this is what I'm gonna do. And so I was sober. My mom knew I was sober for two years. I went home after two years of being sober. And I show up on my birthday. And my mom goes, uh, happy birthday, honey. And she gives me a custom wooden six-pack holder and I'm like mom I'm an alcoholic and I don't know if she says because she goes oh so you like it then you don't really like it I'm like god damn it mom of course I do my mom broke sobriety for me that's my mom that's my family right there that's what that is that oh, fuck man like I like I always thought I go like how many phrases like memories are subjective Right? I found this out recently. Memories are subjective. Like, two people can experience the same thing but remember it differently. Right? right? So I was talking with my brother about our white trash upbringing recently. Like, man, I'm sorry being white trash. And my brother goes, Ethan, uh, hey, uh, we weren't raised uh, white trash. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, uh, you're white trash. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, the car's on the side of the house, no tires on it. You. All you, baby. I'm like, no, I'm not white trash. There's no way I'm just a white trash member out of my family. And then he goes, well, what's your favorite band, dude? I'm like, Fog Hat? He goes, Case Dismissed, dude. Case Dismissed. But then I remembered, I remembered this, and I remember my parents and the white trash, the most white trash moment in my life uh, was the day I stood in a hospital because my sister got rabies. I'll repeat. <laughs> My sister got rabies. And you're like, how? How does a young girl in Portland, Oregon get rabies? Well, she, Portland, yeah, okay, yeah. 14 years old, she decides, hey, fuck you, mom and dad. I'm going to run off and be a bubble dancer on a bus. She runs off and does that. Comes back like a month later with a black eye and goes, mom, I need to go to the hospital. 
My mom goes, why? And she goes, because I got bit by bats. You got bit by a bat. That really happens in Portland. This is 1996. Hanson, Umbop is in, guys. Umbop is in, but she's getting bit by. This is 18 fucking 90, but she got bit by a bat. And that is the moment I became my mom's favorite child was right there. When my sister is getting six-inch needles in her ass so she doesn't fucking drool from the mouth and turn into fucking Cujo was the minute I became my mom's favorite child is what I'm saying. That's really what I'm saying. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue a little bit off that. No pun intended to Greg Gettle. I, uh, <laughs> uh, does anybody in here have any friends that uh, they keep in their lives but they shouldn't? Round of applause if you have any friends. Are you keeping your lives or are you shun it? One, uh, one spaz. But why do, you keep, why do you keep those people? One. Why do you keep them? You pity them. Can I tell you why you really keep them in your life? Why? Uh, because you want to see what the fuck they're going to do. Right? That's the reason you keep these people around, right? That's, you're looking at me crazy. Do you have any, any of those people? You don't. Of course. You fucking cold-hearted. You just cut them all out like a fucking cancer, right? You get rid of them. He's smart, though. He's keeping them around. That's smart. Entertainment. That's good. You need those people. You need those people. I have a buddy, Matt. My buddy, Matt, is that guy for me. I've known Matt my entire life. My buddy, Matt, is this guy. My buddy, Matt, is this guy. He showed up one night. Not one night. Noon. Let me rephrase that. He showed up noon drunk to my house and was like, we're getting a free alligator. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, we're getting a free alligator. I'm like, oh, fucking, I'm on board. You need to be in my life, buddy. I need you here. So I drove this guy to go pick up a free alligator in a trailer park outside of Portland, Oregon. And here's the thing. Like, I didn't even step foot in a house. This woman, we pull up in her driveway. She just runs out with a fucking little tiny three-foot alligator. You ever been charged out by an, an alligator, a woman holding an alligator? Like, no teeth? It's a fucking situation, guys. But it's adorable. It's like a puppy. It like wagged its tail when you petted it. It's like, this is fucking adorable. Like maybe Matt's onto something, this free fucking alligator, right? So naturally, Matt being an interesting guy, I'm like, what are you going to do with this alligator, Matt? He goes, yeah, I'm just going to let it live in my garage. Of course, guys like Matt let it live in their garage, right? What do you do with an alligator? You treat it like a weight bench. You just keep it in there and you just use it occasionally, right? You go out there and look at it and go, one day, man, I'll get those more reps in. I don't know. But you use it. So he put this thing in, he put this fucking gator, this three-foot alligator, fucking swear to God, in his garage. And I'm like, you're a fucking lunatic. And it, like a month in, he goes, dude, I don't know if you know this, dude, but alligators, they eat a lot and I can't really afford eat, feeding this alligator. I'm like, so we can turn it into boots or something? And he goes, no, dude, it's like my pet. I love him. Uh, uh, I figured out a way, dude. I figured, like, uh, th there's a lot of pigeons in the neighborhood. I'm, I got a BB gun. I'm just going to kill pigeons, feed it the gator. You're looking at me going, this is fucking brilliant, right? This is all brilliant. Matt, keep staying in my life. I'm like, that. you need to be in my life because of that. So he's killing pigeons, feeding this gator in his garage. This goes on for eight months, eight fucking months, this person. And eventually his landlord comes by because he's having like hot water issues and has to check on hot water here. Guess where that's at? In the garage. His fucking landlord got attacked by a gator 
and he gets evicted. He gets evicted of his apartment. He's over at my house going, I don't believe this shit, man. Man, dude, the fucking man's trying to hold me back from my own and my gator. Like, he's like upset about that. I'm like, Matt, never leave me. Ne- always be in my life. Always be there, buddy. You're in this for the long run, baby boy. So he starts applying for apartments and writing like for pets you know we accept pets he writes alligator (laughs) here's the thing the reason it was free was because the day the lady got rid of it was the day they turned them illegal to own in the state of oregon so he rejects he's like i can't do this he doesn't want to give it to humane society because they'll kill it i don't know what to do with it they'll probably fucking give it a good home but he decides he's gonna return it to its natural habitat the swamp this is fucking Portland, Oregon, okay? Just, this is Portland. Swamps don't live, like, alligators don't live in swamps in Portland, Oregon. Does that, that goes without saying. They need heat. They don't need RK fire songs and fucking fixed gear bikes, right? They don't need that. But he goes and he drops it. Yeah, they do. I, you know, that's so bad. I, I, like, I caught the other day, I, off track, I heard a song the other day, I'm like, this is amazing. And I looked on my Pandora, I was like, this is Arcade Fire. I'm like, God, I died just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just liking that band? Just a little bit. You die in a little, that's the Arcade Fire effect. That's what the fan base feels every day. They die. You don't have empathy for crippled people anymore if you listen to Arcade Fire. It's a weird side thing. I don't even know that. So he drops the gator in a swamp. And this is the reason Matt will always be in my life. You don't cut him out. I'm not cold like you. Because uh, <laughs> 24 hours later, guess who's on the front of the local newspaper? Mr. Gator. <laughs> because he hit the hole in one. He dropped the alligator in a protected duck sanctuary. <laughs> and the thing was eating ducks for breakfast going chop, 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 chop. $5,000 reward leading to the arrest and prosecution. This guy, and he's over at my house crying, going, Ethan, you're going to turn me in. I'm like, no, dude, that story's worth $5,000. I need you to have kids. Put children in this world. We need people to get gators and be weird, right? We Keep that going. Don't cut that out. Like you cold, cold person over there. I don't know. I, uh, man, I was trying to think about the first time, like, I realized my father was crazy. And I have a couple instances, but the one, the first one, uh, the most memorable one is I was a little kid. I was like seven, seven years old. And we had this giant, uh, we had this giant hedge next to my house, like overgrown hedge, gas station on one side, we live on the other side. This magic 20 foot fucking hedge. It's like a one, like a 40 foot fucking tree floor for me. My dad one day uh, got mad at a mop. He comes out and um, when we didn't want something, like I, you know, we, I grew up fucking weird. Like we just kick it into the fucking hedge. Like I remember my mom, for example, kicking a TV under the hedge and it just rolled underneath and the gas station took care of it. You look at me going, that's genius, right? Let them take care of it. They got a dumpster. You can't fucking put a, the old school 90s like big thick back fucking TVs. You can't, you're shaking your head. You can't fucking fit that in there, right? So I remember my mom kicking out. My dad gets angry, comes out of the mop, goes, fuck this mop, throws it through. The thing is, is that it goes through the hedge like a goddamn harpoon and breaks the window out to a police car. 
So five minutes later, there's a knock on the door. And my dad answers it. I'm standing right behind him. And there's, you know, you hear the radio chatter because of this cop. And I look, and there's a police officer holding his mop. And the first words out of my dad's mouth, I'll never forget. Because my dad looks at him and goes, God damn it. I can't get rid of that mop. And then just closes the door and walks away, letting my mom deal with this situation. That's mental illness at its finest right there. That is mental. That's beautiful mental illness. So yeah, highlight that. The house I grew up in had no walls. It had no walls. My mom and dad started, they bought this house, this beautiful like Victorian house in northeast fucking Portland. And they started this like remodel in 1980. And then my dad like apparently stopped using condoms. So they started popping out fucking kids left and right. And we just had no walls. We got walls surprisingly right around the same time I discovered my body. Like the minute I started like discovering my body on a bunk bed, like like right next to their bedroom, boom, sheetrock went up. Surprisingly, I don't know why. We never figured that quite out. But I recently found out something about my dad that made me go, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. My father, my father was recruited for Jeopardy twice. Twice, because he was a very smart man. He was recruited for Jeopardy twice. Usually crazy and funny and smart go all hand in hand. Uh, He was recruited for Jeopardy twice, but he refused it because he didn't want to poop away from home. Are you fucking kidding me? Are, we could have had walls. I could have had braces as a fucking child. We could because he could have dumped in fucking Burbank, California with Alex Trebek nearby. I don't know. Like he's like watch he couldn't do that. That I don't even have a joke for that. That just angers me still. Fucking ugh. fucking parents, man, right? You got problem, parents? You right there. No, you got perfectly. You look like you come from a well-loved, rounded household where they go, are we, are we expressing feelings right now? We're going to talk our feelings out. They use the word feelings. You guys rap. Did your dad turn the chair around and go, let's rap, man, about manhood? No. Oh, you're from Italy. Oh, that's why you're put together. All right. You're not growing the fucking states with the fucking garbage bullshit that we deal with over here. You're laughing. You know what we fucking deal with. You too, right? No? What? You didn't rap? No, of course. We are fucking American, right? We don't fucking rap. God damn. Like, we just, we push the shit down inside, and we teach men not to express feelings, and then later on, that fucking leaves everything, like mass shootings, and uh, fucking child abuse, and fucking alligators. It all will come together, man. I don't know. I'm rambling right there. <sighs> did you guys have any... Uh, growing up, did you guys have any uh, kids that you weren't allowed to hang out with? Round of applause if you had a kid that you couldn't hang out with. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I had one, and for me, that was my father, actually. It was my father, and I'll tell you the exact moment. Uh, I, uh, I wasn't allowed to hang out with my dad. Um, I have an arch enemy. His name is Daniel. Round of applause if you have an arch enemy named Daniel. You have an arch enemy named Daniel? Oh, 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 I don't know. So, I, uh, Dan, fuck Daniel. He, uh, he kicked my dog and I was five. Fuck him, right? I wanted to beat him up, but my dad stopped me. But dad stopped me like a pimple goes, no, Ethan, not today. And he holds me back. I was bigger than him, I want to fuck him up. Two years pass. I'm seven, seven years old. The fucking kid 
attacks me with a baseball bat outside my house. I'm like, I'm going to fucking beat you up when I get a chance. My dad stops and goes, no, Ethan, not today. You'll get your day one day. Three more years pass. I'm 10 years old, you know, and my sister at this point is his overnight babysitter. And uh, she calls my dad up one morning and goes, dad, I need you uh, to come get me from Daniel's house. I woke up in the middle of the night to his hands on the front of my pants. I don't feel safe. Come get me. My dad hangs up the phone. And he looks right at me and goes, Ethan, today's the day you beat up Daniel. And so we pile into the family station wagon with my two younger brothers, and we drive across the city of Portland. My dad pulls up on the front lawn of this kid's fucking house to make, like, a PowerPoint. I get out. He's like, get up, boy. Get up like a fucking dog. I run up angry, fucking five years angry. The dog, baseball bat, you know, just Obama. I don't know if that's doing anything. I'm just angry. I run up, and I try to kick the door in. He's saying, you can't kick a door in when you're 10. I don't know if you fucking know that. I'm like 90 pounds. But I'm trying to break a deadbolt like fucking NYPD or something. Just fucking kicking. It's just a hard knock. And then eventually the kid just opens up. He's holding Cheerios. And I'm like, ah, fuck you. Like, you never expect that. I start 